Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Which leads to the moto quote of the week when uh, they're asking what happened. Was the guy, was the husband sleeping with the victim? Yeah. No, the, the wife was, was sleeping with the victim. So she's a lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> moto quote of the week. Backstrom. A Game of Thrones. (laughs) A Game of Backstrom. Season 1 episode, uh, what, 4? 4. Yeah, I am a bird now. And uh, so I'm Matt, and I'm here with Levi, and we've uh, done a wife swap. Yes. (laughs) Wife swap. Hi, it's Teresa. So, uh... Um, Natalie's unable to join us, and I am visiting the Hellbach house, so Teresa's joining us instead. So here we go. So thanks. Thank you, Teresa. For coming in. It took took probably about an hour of manipulation and and arm twisting, too. I just can't live up to Natalie, though. (laughs) Well, you already looked up the um, Pepsi bottle online. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. And we'll post that to the Facebook page if we haven't already. So it's an actual thing that exists, but what was it? It was a it was a brooch instead of an actual bottle, mm. and it had jewels on it, like rubies. So minus one or one demerit for fact checking um, by the Backstrom crew. Okay, so I just had a realization, you guys, and I feel really sheepish. You know how I said we need to wear headphones? Mm-hmm. We're not actually. We, there's nobody on the other end of the right. computer, so we don't need headphones, do we? I didn't think we did. That's really funny. <laughs> Okay, I'm way. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we don't need headphones. All right, let's see if we can just keep doing We're that. all wearing <laughs> We're all wearing headphones. Are you sure she won't do it? Yeah, she's, I think, pretty, she's worn out and just wants some, and she's grading and stuff, so she wants some downtime. Mm. So. Okay, so we, we've now, uh, we are now proceeding sans headphones. Yeah, I made everybody wear headphones because. Because I'm a creature of habit. Because the last time that we've done that we did everything in person was an episode of the Nick that we did in Canada. Yeah, and neither of us remembered. Yeah, like, I was literally like, when we did that, I was clean shaven. Oh. Yeah, you've right. got like three inches of facial hair since then. Yeah. So now we're uh, now now we're doing it this way. Tasty. All right. Mm-hmm. So we're ready to go. Elegant. Do you like the elegant wine? Oh, elegant it is elegant. We're treating ourselves to an exceptional box wine. wine this evening. Yeah. Red elegance. Um, it's elegant know, and red. I know it's a little uppity of us. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't like, you know, endorsing stuff that people that listen to probably can't afford. Yeah. It's $20 for a box. Yeah. <laughs> is that like three bottles? Four. Four bottles. Four bottles. Five Four bucks bottles. a bottle. Wow. Uh, so that's a bargain. Yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> 
Tastes yeah, good for a five dollar bottle. Yeah, it's the only way to it's the only way to drink wine. I think that's the way the wine industry is going. Yeah. Industry's such an expert. Yeah. Um, all right, so let's see. So Backstrom. Backstrom. Backstrom's in deep trouble, but it seems like this might be the end of the Amy arc. Yeah. So the question is whether she'll come back um, next episode or whether she'll come back next season or popping in and out or keep popping in and out. Well, she didn't say you'll do something again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have a fundamental issue with her, though, because she like shows up when he's in need and is like holding his hand as they're wheeling the gurney down the hospital hallway. Yeah. But at the same time, she's like grilling him in the meetings and trying to get him fired. And I imagine fired with cause, meaning you lose your pension, you lose your, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I have a problem with her playing both sides of that. It doesn't seem authentic. Yeah. But then then again, like, I th- like to, and I frankly think this is, involves a suspension of disbelief to have... A television show? A television show. Well, everything, a lot about this television show, but one of the many things you have to suspend your disbelief on is that they'd actually like allow an an old flame mm-hmm. to proceed as to and, and they wouldn't strike that that person as the adjudicator. Although you know you hear so much stuff in the news and you're like, what about conflicts of interest mm-hmm. and And it's not a proper conflict. Like you have so it's not a peculiar pecuniary interest because she has nothing financial to gain or lose by it. Mm-hmm. She isn't actually married to him. Uh-huh. So it's it's more about perception. So like for instance, in the the place where I came from, where I've lived for the last couple of years, Alberta, there's a scandal about the then premier of Alberta awarded a contract for um, the the. Is that a dog snoring? <laughs> That's a dog snoring that across is, the room. Wow, that is loud. It's spectacular. So she awarded a contract when she was justice minister to a law firm. Um, to litigate, to sue the tobacco companies, right? right? Tobacco litigation. The company, um, one of the senior partners in the company, it was her ex-husband. Mm-hmm. So, and, and he happened to be a political supporter mm-hmm. as well, but he was her ex-husband. So that was a scandal because it was a perceived conflict of interest, but mm-hmm. there was nothing illegal like there's nothing illegal about it it's just, it, but it's a perceived conflict like it, and especially in this case when you have a supposedly a civilian oversight authority like the whole point of it is uh, the perception of uh, transparency yeah. and justice yeah well, that's why you don't have cops to that that she was supposed to be yeah she's supposed to be the sheriff that cleans up the town or whatever yeah when she said that it didn't make sense to me yeah no yeah all right. Anyway, let's get into it. Let's. How about the? We'll do the business at the let's front do the end. Business we at never, the front end. We never do it. So you can get us at uh, Bjorkbrothers at gmail dot com. So yep. Yep. Uh, you can find us on Facebook if you search for Bjork Brothers, and like us, please. Um, iTunes. iTunes. If you search for Bjork Brothers, we have a number of podcasts. Current podcasts that are active are the Blacklist and Backstrom. Upcoming are uh, the uh, Game of Thrones, and uh, the Nick is probably the next one. The Halt, Halt, Halt and Catch. Catch Fire is the next is the next one. Uh-huh. So those are the two ones upcoming. Mm-hmm. Um, so those the, that's that's what we've got going on right now. It's just two, 
Um, but you can subscribe to, to these things and, and then you'll catch the, you can subscribe to the old podcast and you'll catch the new episodes then when they come out. Yeah. And yeah. And, and Facebook too. So go there and, uh, find any fun stuff. Anyway. Okay. So we started in the hearing and Amy's name is Amy Gazanian. Gazanian. Amy Gazanian. I didn't catch that. <laughs> yeah. I want you to that. See, now we, we had to stop and like. We paused it, I think, to, to make sure to we To verify it, the right? name. It wasn't, at first I thought it was Gizaniani. Or Gizaniani. Yeah. I had Gizaniani. But it's Gizanian. Amy Gizanian. So, like, I mean, okay. I would have gone with Amy Backstrom. Like, that's one of many reasons she should have married him. <laughs> so she's, um, uh, she's grilling him, like, hardcore, um, and he says, and says, do you realize that this body has the ability to find you in contempt? And he's like, no. <laughs> no, I didn't. And then he has a panic attack and falls over. Mm-hmm. So my whole thing from that first little bit is Dr. Elliot is mean. Yeah. Like, she's well, mean. I don't want her to be mean. I want her to be Dr. Elliot. But he's lying. Yeah, he's I mean, lying and she's just asking questions. This is the thing. He shot himself in the foot about the whole thing. Like... Well, shoulder. The sh- yeah, the <laughs> arm, shoulder. You know, like he, none of this was necessary. Uh-huh. But then it's the lies that catch you up. So the net, once he lied about it, he has to, he has to kind of follow that road because then he has lied mm-hmm. to like his oversight kind yeah. of committee. Which is crazy because he, his whole thing is everybody lies. Everyone is not telling the truth, yeah. including him. Yeah. And then you see it again at the end of the episode. When they're actually having a playful interaction, yeah, and she's like, "I can always tell you lie," and he gets all straight faced and says, "It was a good shooting," um, and then she goes, "Do you still have feelings for me?" And he says, "Absolutely not." And it would, that's and a callback. Away. That's a callback to episode one. Then, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, that's right. Because yeah. when you when you anytime you say absolutely, you you mean the opposite. I forgot about that's that. Doctor Deb, Deb said. As also, mm-hmm. I was also thinking. Um, Earlier in this episode, she said, um, I can tell when you're lying. It's, you have a tell. It's really obvious. You, it's avoidance. Yeah. And he said he it walks and ran away. away. Yeah. So uh, pretty clear he still has feelings, which means she'll probably still be around the show. I just... Well, how can you not have feelings for her? Seriously. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> she looks even more gorgeous than in Scrubs. Well, she's like a grown-up now. She's a grown-up now. In Scrubs, she was, she, she was like a... Sort of spacey, but yeah, ultimately like early twenties type of pretty, yeah. pretty girl. Yeah, and had all that goofy girl stuff going on. Um, and now she's like, now she's got power. Woman. It's crazy though. This is the fourth episode, and we already have, we've had two episodes of Old Flame, and next week we have, um, like the murderer that he couldn't catch the first time. Oh yeah. So we're getting all sorts we're like diving right into the deep end. Yeah, like all the kind of tropes. Which it might be okay because sometimes shows do that, then they run out of tropes and they have to begin original writing. Yeah. So So they're getting the tropes out of the way. <laughs> oh, they've got such good lines and it's it. so great. Yeah, it's good. It, it's just the dialogue is so perfect. You kinda don't care that they build it around a structure of uh, you know, sort of obvious tropes. Yeah. Do you feel like it's Joss Whedonish? A little bit. It's, just wi- it's witty it. that way. It's what? Joss Whedon. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's got that kind of zinger kind of dialogue. Mm-hmm. And and they aren't afraid to have women in strong positions of power. Yeah. Like Joss Whedon. So. 
Um, yeah, that's a good point. Um, so he's having a cardiac event, is what uh, is what Doctor Deb says. Um, but then later uh, prescribes him an inhaler for steroids. Or you know, honey, better than me. But like, who did they say it was? I forgot. It was like a steroid inhaler. It was like a cortical uh, ste- steroid. Well, that's like an asthma thing. Yeah, yeah, and he did it just so that he could tell. His bosses that he just had a asthma attack. Yeah, because he had already lied about getting a uh, an inhaler from Doctor Deb. Yeah. So, Doctor Deb used the fact that he was strangled and had uh, had like um, like uh, what's it called? Like, yeah, he had an irritated well, esophagus from Army his guy. strangling yeah. to to give him the inhaler so that he didn't he. So that he didn't have to have been lying about. But he didn't really have a cardiac event. He just had a panic attack because all the lies are piling up. Piling up on him. Wouldn't be the really appropriate inhaler to give him at that point, though. No, no. you'd have to put an ixnay on that. <laughs> it's not exactly appropriate. That's like a long-term yeah. that you take every day kind of thing to avoid asthma. Uh-huh. So it's not an like, emergency like yeah, inhaler. Yeah, an emergency thing would be like an albuterol inhaler. Oh. Uh, well, one thing we know about Teresa is she has a passion for the appropriate use of medication. So let me ask you, this is a complete tangent, but since we have you on the record here about um, inhalers. <laughs> and you've been sworn in. Inhalers inhalers have steroids, like, like the long-term inhalers have the steroid in them. Mm-hmm. Does that Would that make um, people test positive for performance-enhancing drugs if they took an inhaler? No. Do they test for a certain... Yeah, they test for, they should be testing for certain things, and, like, you don't absorb that much when you're doing mm. it inhaled corticosteroid. Okay. What about, like, those little pills we had to give the kids, or had to give the older one? No. I yeah, I had to take... So she's not going to get, like, all beefy and... I had to take steroid aging. pills when I got severe sun sun damage one time. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, I had, I, um, wow. I, I... So I did a Tough mutter race, and this was after working in an office for a year or two, like mm. as a lawyer, so I was pretty pale, and I wasn't doing a ton of outdoor running, um, and so I, we went to this race, and a friend of mine was like, this guy like was like, you know, kind of a pale gingerish guy, and he's slathering on, this guy I was running with slathers on all this sunscreen, he's like, do you want some? I'm like, no, don't worry, I've got a, I've got a shirt on. And then at the last minute, like right before the race starts, I'm like, God, it is hot. I'm going to take this shirt off. I'm just going to oh, pop wow. this shirt off here. Just run this race with no shirt. Um, it, we were three hours in like in like bright sun, and I was pale, pale, like no oh, wow. sun had touched my skin. Um, and I had like, I ended up with like blisters and peeling. And like, even if you look at my back now, it has all those... Like what I would describe as freckles, but more properly are like sun sunspots, sunspots all across. Like Pretty my back was month. like a scarred, like it was ugly. So I went to a doctor because it was just it was bad, and I had such inflammation that they prescribed a, like an oral steroid to mm. to handle it. Wow. Plus, the first rule of tough mutter is tell as many people as possible about that, tough mutter. that you that you did tough mutter yeah so you're like i've told all these people now maybe i'll go to a doctor and let him know hey doc i did tough mutter <laughs> oh you're not familiar let me spend half an hour explaining it to you <laughs> so you see they like have the, these obstacles it's the opposite of fight club 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> it is so, the opposite of Fight Club. You um, do it so you can tell people about it. Right. <laughs> um, so, uh, so, let's see. We're, uh, we're out to the road where the crime scene is. Um, sweet, sweet car. car. Yeah. Preacher or pimp. My father Preacher is a little pimp. bit of both. Says. The, the interesting thing is that car never figured into the storyline at all. They just picked a sweet car. They just picked a, a sweet car. Yeah. yeah, it could. Yeah, yeah, it could have been a Civic or just a, a, you know any sort of run of the. He just had a sweet ride, yeah. and I mean, yeah, that actually raises some questions because he's supposed to be what nineteen. He drive around in a fifty-four. If I were a nineteen-year-old, that'd be that'd be pretty sweet. I guess he had. I guess yeah, he had rich. He had a lot of sugar daddies. He engaged that podiatrist, and then also had others. Sugar daddies, yeah. yeah. Sugar moms. I'm a weasel-faced podiatrist, or is it rat-faced? Rat-faced. Mm-hmm. And then when they focus on him, and he makes his face go, <laughs> like, he scrunches his nose. <laughs> so, guy's name is Jason Allen Rose, or as we later learn, Jenna Rose. Um, Niedermeyer, we need a word for when Niedermeyer explains everything. Yeah. So he like Niedersplains. He Niedersplains. <laughs> oh, I like that. Okay. He Niedersplains what happened here and gravely starts setting up roadblocks. Nieder, Niedermeyer thinks that they need to do XYZ and Backstrom just starts down a hill and they're like, where are you going? And he's like, well, uh, there are female shoes in there. So someone took off running. So let's go find them. And they end up finding a body on the beach and his... And he, uh, and he going, oh, it's, there she is. And it's like, you know, don't let the pink carry you away. He's like, I need penile, I need penile confirmation. Penile confirmation. And, uh, and, and that is very, very male. Yeah. Pack and heavy. Pack too. and heavy. Too. <laughs> <laughs> so, the, the number of references to, to this guy's generous package yeah. is pretty funny. So Niedermeyer, then Niedermeyer has some um, something to say about bangs and how yeah. they're the curtain to the soul, and having bangs means you're unsure of yourself. You're yeah. hiding something, um, which mm. Backstrom then later on uses for what? what? I don't agree with that. What no. if you just want to change in hairstyle? But... You don't think bangs are the eyes of the soul? Well, your eyes, right? <laughs> Metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> Bangs are the window to the soul. No, no, okay, no, okay, no, okay, fine, fine, fine. And that's where he ex- so he exclaims, "This is a hate crime against the gays," um, because everybody hates it when a penis pops out of nowhere, especially a <laughs> generous penis like this one. <laughs> so. Um, and that's true, I think, generally, male, female. Everyone hates it when a penis pops just out unexpectedly. Unexpected penises. There's nothing intrinsically wrong with a penis. It's just... Yeah. Any, oh. Anyone that's seen uh, Gone Girl will tell you. Having a penis pop out of nowhere can just kind of ruin your... I have not seen Gone Girl. Oh. I need to watch it. There's a few penises popping out of there randomly. Oh, I need to bring back that book. I, for, I should have brought that back that book for you. Oh. I read it. Fine. I really enjoyed it. Natalie enjoyed it, too. Good. Yeah, you're just using her for her books. Both you enjoy it, and you yeah, bring it back. <laughs> don't, I, don't bring I enjoyed it back. American Gods. So. Did you? Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. It's gonna be a new show. It's gonna be a show. That's what I heard. We're gonna podcast about it. <gasps> Are yeah. you? Yeah. Then I can Natalie learn I. a little bit more about Norse mythology. Natalie teaches that like... class. Teaches that book for her class on Norse mythology. 
Oh, yeah. Cool. Wow, she's gonna like. Run I was the. I I, I can take credit. I can take credit for that because I recommended that she not only read that book but assign it as her class reading. Yeah, her, her students are probably really happy about that. They love it. Oh, they do. They, it's a great That's book. A they, book. They, the students yeah. love oh, the pop culture because it's like a modern pop culture. Oh, okay. Like it sounds view. like deep by the title. Oh no, it's it's really good actually. You should read it. I that, think you'd like that it. podcast. Like Natalie is going to be running that show, huh? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's funny because Natalie initially the first semester she taught Norse mythology. She's like, I really want to teach th- this book, but there's like, there's a graphic sex scene in the book, and I just don't know if it's appropriate for these students. Yeah. And then and then and then we like we that was like her first semester of teaching, and then we get to know some of our other teachers better. And one of the teachers, one of the professors, a good friend of ours, teaches a class called Sex on Screen, and it's about porn. Like, she teaches a <laughs> class about porn. What? And Natalie's like, oh, okay, I guess... I guess, it's okay to, I guess it's okay to teach a novel that, that has, like, three pages devoted to a sex scene, and, and that's it. I would <laughs> if, love that class. Yeah, they have this porn... There's a porn class. I would be uncomfortable in a porn class. I think you I sit would. there. I mean, like, you know, how do you sit? First of all, <laughs> what? it's like you know, because <laughs> I think they get some weird stuff. And though. I bet you, like, when the class is over, like, all the girls get up and leave, and all the you guys, guys are like, just, just a minute, gonna sit here. I'm just gonna chill. You make some you more think notes. That would be too weird a situation to feel turned be, iron in. Be really you don't weird. have that much control over. Sometimes I mean, if you, you can't, if you're sitting yeah. there watching a pornographic film, I think that nature takes its course. Sometimes. So. Speaking of penises. Yeah, speak, up. popping, popping up, up in exactly. places where, like, yeah, even if you're the owner, you don't want it. You yeah, don't want it popping up at random. <laughs> that's the worst. When you're in high school, like, you... Oh, you have absolutely no control. Have no control. High school, that's the worst. Like, you're just like, oh, shit. And, like, class is changing. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's the absolute worst. Like it's like you're 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 given this thing that you have absolutely no control over. You don't even know how it works. You don't have no idea how it works. You have no control over it. It's just this thing that's highly embarrassing. It's just out to embarrass you. And there's no rhyme or reason yeah. to when it decides to show up. And make yeah, just at random. It, that's that's the thing about like high school, or like adolescence is like, it's not. It has the, There's no correlation with like sexy things happening it yeah. just pops up and it's like hey there you go here hope you <laughs> hope you like being humiliated because yeah. calculus is on the board yeah it's time to shine yeah <laughs> that's so odd it's I really weird it's yeah i don't miss those days i remember being in pe was in eighth grade or ninth grade and you know we're the guys' class is on one side and the girls are on one side. Oh, I don't really? know why we were split up, but we were doing push-ups or something or sit-ups. No, it was sit-ups. And everybody's like, hee-hee, you hear like, hee-hee. And like, like everybody's turning toward the left and you look over and there's a guy doing sit-ups and it's like, you know, up. <laughs> wow. You know, I had friends who, I, I never saw this because I wasn't in wrestling. I was on swim team. And cold water actually absolves you of any sort of issue. Like swimming in a cold pool, like that's never an issue. But my friends in wrestling were like, "Yeah, some guys it just happens randomly. Oh, that's really weird." And like, and they've got their singlets, right? Like their tight little shorts with straps. Coach, coach, let me just (laughs) coach. I gotta sit this drill out. God damn it! You get in there and you you get in. You get on that guy. (laughs) 
You were in full mount. You, Get in there. You ride him. <laughs> I wonder why they have those outfits. I guess hey, someone be... decided they're the most utilitarian for yeah, the job. Yeah, because you got to have your shorts. Like, it, what I think what it is is because, like, your, like, a, a, I think a risk is like your shorts like get pulled down because of you know grappling and yeah. whatever. So you have the shorts attached to some straps, and you don't want the things loose because people can like you shouldn't have the opportunity to grab onto clothing. So you have it tight. Well, I guess Everything. Becca Roman was. They did it naked. naked. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's the Greeks. <laughs> They're a bunch of the gays. <laughs> they just they, they weren't even gay. They just like the Greeks just. They're just like have whatever sex about with it. everyone. We had, we had a discussion last night at the fights about this. There's a guy called the Greek Assassin. It's kind of like, the Greeks are kind of like the original assassins. Yeah. And, yeah. But they've kind of given it up over the years. And it's passed, <laughs> the crown has passed to other yeah. to other other places. Russia, probably. Russia. And yeah, we were, we were debating whether Russia or the U.S. Were the, was the greatest purveyor of modern assassinations. And it depends whether you are talking about assassinations internally or yeah. externally. Russia, yeah, we agreed that Russia... Is more likely to assassinate its own citizens, i.e., like slipping poison into the coffee of that one. Yeah, they did that a bunch of times. Like radioactive jump. Yeah, like yeah. when so they'd like slowly get poisoned. with like the weirdest. It's ways. twisted, but uh, we we like the U.S. And, and it's it's not even like secretive. Like our, if you think about our drone strikes and things like that, those are targeted like at leaders. Yeah. So it's it could be robots. using using I guess. Um, a very descriptive yeah. term of assassination. It's, that's it's a, assassination. That's a dark turn for me, but the fact that we're, we detach ourselves so much from the culpability of killing people because it's a robot. Yeah, you know. it's some guy in Nevada sitting in a with sitting a joystick. with a joystick. You no, know, my shift's over. I'm gonna go yeah. ahead to the you know whatever. It, it's actually bad for everyone because because. I, well, the the only people it's not bad for are U.S. soldiers who don't get killed. But like it's it, but but it's bad it's bad it's yeah it might be bad mentally, um, but I'm not sure whether I would prefer um, people to have absolutely no remorse about killing a bunch of people, to you know, you know what I mean like would you rather okay so on the one hand you've got people who have psychological damage from like being in face to face warfare, on the end, other end of the spectrum you have people who. A guy who just flew a drone and killed, like a whole family, and is like, "Well, that's just an image on the screen." Explosion. I don't, I don't have any. Like, he goes back to his barracks room and plays Call yeah, of Duty. And yeah, and so like, somewhere in between, like, because I, I feel like killing should be accompanied with a certain amount of remorse. Uh, I, I, I think I'm firmly on the side of killing should be accompanied by remorse, but it should be remorse not just if when we're acting as a country. Yeah. It oh, yeah. It should remorse. be a national remorse, right? Which we, which is where the disconnect don't do. is. Right? Yeah. Anyway, let's, that's a whole aside. So we were talking. This is but, our but, Air but, America yeah. podcast. My my only final point about that about that was that like um, Rachel from, Maddow is on from, from seven to seven. From the side, but from the side of the the the, the country who receives the the drone strikes. It's actually a worse public PR thing for America because right. when you see soldiers every day, U.S. soldiers, you get to know them and you're like, okay, these guys are people. But when it's a it's a missile that all of a sudden flies down from the sky, yeah. it's like these this is this country is the worst country in the world. Yeah. They they drop 
terror bombs onto our you know onto our homes. I saw one interview with a kid, and he was afraid of the clear the clear skies. He's like, I like cloudy days because on cloudy days they don't fly, but on clear days anything might blow up. And he had lost his grandmother and his parents. Yeah, so, so that's like, like yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, okay. Anyway, that's Back a depressing. To penises. Yeah. <laughs> penis to drone warfare. Well, we took quite the turn. <laughs> we're touching everything, oh, so we're <laughs> including about, penises. Like um, cadavers and whether they could have erections when Who we're was? watching it. You and I. Okay, if you say so. Yeah. You don't remember that? That's one of the things I forgot. She remembers uh, nothing. Um, yeah, that's hilarious. Can they? Can penises have? I mean, so, can penises have cadavers? <laughs> what I mean is... <laughs> well, I guess um, corpses... Did you research this? Well, I when you we, you were asking me when you were watching it, like, can corpses have erections? And I'm like, sure. And you're like, what? And I think if it's a brainstem injury, a brainstem or spinal cord injury, or just a... Yeah, it, that's when it can have a, an erection. So you're brain dead, but you're still breathing? Or it's some kind of... Dead, dead. When you're dead, like, but it's a brainstem. Like oh, a lot so of people that had that were um, executed by uh, hanging. Oh, so if it's not, it, it, so it's not like it, it doesn't. It's not like, you know, I got sick and slowly died, but it's a sudden like snap it, of the yeah. spinal cord. That's the violent, have. quick. So you yeah. probably poop your pants and get an erection, and then that's that. Mm-hmm. What a way to go out. Yeah. So maybe if she, if he got. Um, I don't know where like she shot, was shot. Like shot, if it was a spinal shot or something. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. So, you th- so, but either way, apparently he was well endowed. Yeah. yeah. But y'all have somebody that listens that's a doctor, right? So maybe she at least know. a medical student. I, uh, um, she'll have to. Yeah, and I don't have. To... I'm one of the fifteen percent that don't have the thing we determined today, didn't we? Yeah, we were the looking at we're yeah, doing our pink. So I'm not as thumb. rare as club thumb over here. Murderous club thumb, murderous thumb. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's funny. The other day, I saw a guy. He looked like he had stumpy fingers. Um, Did you want to talk to him? I almost talked to him because, like, I was like, up? well, because I had the thumb, but that's like they. It's like I forget what the condition, but there's like. A, B, and C, or one, two, and three. Like there are variations of this condition, and one is the thumb, and one is the stubby fingers. And like I was like, I, w- I wanted to say to him, "Hey, are we? Are we like?" He'd probably you know, be snobby to you. He'd probably yeah. be like, "Oh, just you're a, a, you're a condition one. Yeah, you know, you're nothing. You just have the stubby thumb. Yeah, me, I got boom. I got stubby ten stubby fingers ten, and stubby ten penis. stubbies. Eleven. Eleven stubbies. <laughs> 21 stubbies. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. So everyone hates it when a penis pops out of nowhere. Um, so they're back at HQ and they're talking about why he can't continue to testify. Because it's a hate crime. It's a hate crime. He's like, how part. dare you insinuate that I would put myself ahead of the gays? 50% of the population is living in fear. Yeah, half the population is living in fear. You realize that half the population is... At fifty percent, he's like half the world looks gay to me. <laughs> um, so you've kissed a girl. Yeah, you've that's kissed called, a girl. That's oh, that's college. hot. Sorry, Moto. That's Moto. That's yeah. a runner-up for Moto's line of the week. Moto's line of the week is coming up, by the way. Eventually, if we ever get through, if we ever get through this, ever make it through the boner top. <laughs> uh, so, um, turns out that uh, Jenna lived with uh, his aunt. 
and she describes him as pansexual, not homosexual, which is, which, so he says massively, not just gay, but massively gay, like Elton, Elton John, John gay. gay, which is kind of what I think of when I hear pansexual too. Yeah, but I'm but like, I think it's so gay I can't, like I okay. But I think I but but I think if, like pansexual that actually played out like he's not just gay. Right, because well, he I had sex with it, a woman. Yeah, yeah. but I, I mean, I, but that would be, I guess, technically bisexual. Yeah, pansexual is like, yeah, I mean, like, like higher plane. Yeah, like, like, like where like with reindeer or something like that. Oh wow, reindeer! I'm thinking of like pan, pan <laughs> from like fawn, fawns, fawns, and fawns. Do you yeah. having sex with fawns? Yeah, so having having sex with flutes, pan yeah. flutes. Yeah. Just anything Zamphir. you can get your hands on. <laughs> So, um, you know who described himself as uh, Michael Stipe described himself as pansexual. Who's That's Michael Stipe? The lead singer of REM. You're so oh, young. I am. I am. Young and impressive. I'm just uncultured. You tried to you tried to pull that like I oh was... today what did you say what band? You're like have you heard of the Cure? Have you no? I was talking about the Smiths. <laughs> the Smiths. Have you heard of the Smiths? Yeah, I'm old. Yeah, I've heard, heard, I've heard of the Smiths. I'm pretty hip. I hung out at the one record store in my hometown. <laughs> you you grew up in what, Eau Claire? No, uh, Stevens Point. Stevens Point, Point Brewery. Yeah, yeah. my bo- my old boss grew up in Stevens Point as well. Mm-hmm. He loved yeah. Point beer. Really, the root beer is really good. Yeah, you know, I don't. I'm yeah. not saying he had great taste. I'm just saying he grew up yeah, in Stevens Point. Point beer is pretty awful. Is it? Yeah, I think they had an amber that was pretty good. You, you know, I don't know. I don't. Know. Their label. I don't keep touch. But the label, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, it's classic labeling. Mm-hmm. It's a hometown business, so you gotta support it. You gotta support it. Yeah, they have a Bach once a year, and I learned that Bach means they clean the tanks. Nice. <laughs> so that's what like a Capital Brewery's Bach Fest. Yeah, they had a blonde. The Capital Brewery's Bach Fest. They have a blonde Doppelbach that's like a ten percent beer. Really? And it's it's blonde. It's a blonde beer. Yeah. So it's like a pilsner color. Yeah, and, and they have a festival, Bach Fest, every year in Middleton, Wisconsin, in February. And you go stand outside with your mug, and you drink huge mugs of of blonde Doppelbach. You gotta drink them fast. Yeah, you're waiting in line. Yeah, you. Yeah, we used to. Yeah, because February. February is like every year that I went there. It was like it was every year it was like a blizzard. Yeah, I remember having going to Packer games and having to. Take the beer tailgating and having to take the beer and turn the car on and put it in the car so it didn't so freeze. It didn't freeze. Yeah. Did I ever tell you about my my what I still feel is the quintessential Canadian experience? It was frigid, like it was like a one of those nights where it's like thirty or forty below. What? Oh yeah, one of those nights. Yeah, one of those nights. I think everyone can relate to that, right? Well, you know, I grew up in I actually grew up I actually <laughs> grew up in the northern half of. I grew up in the northern half of Minnesota, where it actually does get that cold. Um, but yeah, so I'm walking the dog, and it just wasn't cold enough. For it's you. cold as hell, and <laughs> I, dog, I walk around. Does your dog want to go out? Because our dogs are like pansies. Oh, she doesn't like it, but she, they go up on three legs and then two legs. Yeah, kind of limp. Kind of like limp. The three leg, like the two leg thing, is incredible because they kind of balance, sort of like this, yeah. and then they're sort of touching really quick with each of the other ones, yeah. and then they switch it all up after ten steps. It starts happening. So I'm walking the dog, and I get like halfway around the block, and I get to my neighbors on the other. They're on the other side of our alley, and they're out front, 
one of them's a home brewer. So they have their propane tank and their burner and they're like boiling beer to, or boiling wort to make their beer. 30 below. Yeah, 30 below. Like, Levi, we're brewing some beer. Come on, you want, you want to have a beer with us? Because they're drinking beer in the front yard while brewing beer. It's so cold that they had to keep picking up the propane tank and shaking it because it kept turning into liquid instead of gas. Wow. Um, the propane tank for their burner. And so I'm drinking beer and I get like two-thirds of the way to the bottom of this mug of beer and it starts it starts like freezing. You start getting some ice on the, to yeah. on the top What's of the Kenya beer. What's Kenya doing at this point? Oh, she's running around. They have another... They had a dog in the front yard and they were running wow. around. You know, Kenya's kind of... She's, can you can you get can get wimpy about the cold? But like if you look at her, she's like she's built for. Yeah. She's a cold dog. She has the heavy over like the she has the guard fur and the undercoat and like she's mm -hmm. she's pretty well set up for cold. I think about Roscoe. Roscoe loves the snow. Remember when we took him to our friend's house in Madison, and there had been a foot and a half of fresh powder. Did he? And, did he romp? And he did romped he right around the edge. Of the thing and it's like, like a bunny, he like looks like he's, a bunny jumping. He's a foot tall, <laughs> and there's a foot and a half of snow. And his leg, like the bottom of his body, is about two inches off the ground, probably. You know, stumpy legs, Bill sort of like. And he's romped like a bunny all the way around. But then he came in and had his entire undercarriage just snow. just covered in clumps of snow. And he was just like, then it started hitting him, and he's like, oh my god, oh, it's cold. It's <laughs> well, remember, Teresa, I took you to a Packer game. Oh yeah, you were like the same thing drink faster i'm like i can't i don't want to take my hand out of this like i don't want to take my hand that i've made myself <laughs> i don't want to i don't want to expose my face for any longer than i have to meanwhile people around us are like taking off their jackets and hanging out in sweatshirts and they're stuff. like do you want our blanket it's pretty warm <laughs> so guess um, what yeah. guess what we got for christmas i think it was natalie's it was either natalie's grandmother or aunt knitted a thing it's a, it's like a mitten, but it, 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 it's like a beer cozy slash mitten. <laughs> so you've got sure. a knit thing that goes over and it's got a cylinder in the middle that you slide the, the beer into. So you can keep your hand warm while holding a beer. Mm -hmm. Wow. And drink, drink the beer. Now, that is so funny. why, how is that better than a glove? Well, what? You you have to be so negative because it's a beer cozy that's also a mitten. <laughs> like, all right, all right. it's got more protection. You get a lot more count. You get a lot more attention. You get a lot more attention. And it's it it's the there beer. and like you don't have to hold. You like you could even like release grip and it'd probably stay in there because it's like got the cylinder, right? Right. Okay. So you could. And it wouldn't stick. That's something with like cloth. Yeah, I don't know. Like, like that's a good point. Why not a glove? But you know, it's just—it's one of those inventions. Like, oh, well, or you could. Use or you it. could just. Do oh, that. Like that. It's like it's like if you're. Whole bottle of wine. Did you, you ever guys drink it out of the bottle? Do you guys ever drink? Do you ever get? You guys ever read the um, back in the day? Oh five, Maddox was really super popular. No, Matt. He had this great website, and he was like early like this was before facebook but he had this hilarious website and he'd write rants and diatribes about different things and it was really really funny and so he had this thing and that just reminded me like the design like where you spend all this time designing something so he would he had this thing about the segue and about like 
you know, the Segways designer have this like long brag about the amount of computing it requires to keep that thing balanced. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, you know, I found another solution. And so he had a picture of a Segway with, a, and he like drew in with like Microsoft Paint a third wheel like behind the two. <laughs> he's like, or you could do that. <laughs> <laughs> or you could, you know, walk. Or you could walk. <laughs> That's another option. <laughs> All right, where the heck were we? Uh, pansexual. And, oh my God, he was a blogger too. So this sets about a whole bunch of electronic uh, detective work that Na- Nadia mostly undertakes. What, what exactly does Nadia do, by the way? Well, in this, she actually was busy in this one because she was... Digging through reams and reams of IP addresses, and yeah. stuff like, which is so funny because in the one scene she's like, she's like, yeah, so I have all these names. Don't how many? Uh, how do you connect an IP address to a name? Well, it requires lots of warrants and hundreds of warrants. Hundreds of warrants and Backstrom says, move on. Next. <laughs> <laughs> so um, ends up he's kind of settled down with some cat named Marcus. Um, but Backstrom is caught up on the blogger part, so he says, or no, well, he's not caught up on the blogger part, and he says, who do you think would rather, uh, is more likely to have killed someone, butt boy 136 or a man I cherish and love? And that was like in front of the bereaved aunt. <laughs> yeah. And the expression from, uh, what's his name, Almond. the pastor? Almond. Yeah, yeah, Almond is priceless. He's just he's like, like he's crunching. Fucking, he's I'm crunching. I'm sorry, like this guy. <laughs> butt know, boy 136. He walked right in there. Um, but uh, so then Nadia um, has been on his blog and on his website and says that's one of my favorite parts when she <laughs> says uh, he had a nice post about how to make a smoky cat eye because it's like mm-hmm. totally something that you know and she you had do. the she had it she had and the she smoky cat had the like, smoky watch cat. it and be like huh <laughs> like start <laughs> doing it <laughs> <laughs> and she had all that on makeup. And, I, and like I don't pay attention to makeup that much, so it took me like a while to be like. It was the second viewing that. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Then I, I was like, oh wait, she has like crazy drag queen eye makeup on. I just <laughs> just got that. I just got that. Um, so she says that she can narrow down likely sexual partners, and Aria has begun it. But there's a lengthy list because this guy was pansexual. So yeah. apparently, uh, sex was the number one thing in his life. So um, especially with fawns. With with what? With fawns. Fawns? Yeah, like pan. Oh, fawns. fawns. Gotcha, fawns. Did I, did I pronounce it incorrectly? I heard it Faw- in there Fawns. Fawns. <laughs> wow, you, you have a speech impediment, too. Yeah, you along with your thumb. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I have a speech impediment, too. I can't say THs. Really? Yeah. Yeah, plus the... Plus the muscle thing in yeah. the arm means that I'm a rare. I'm as rare as you are. So I, I had this moment where I was What talking. do you have, Teresa? Totally ordinary. You're just, so you're just like super beautiful and smart. That's oh, that's God. her impediment. Mm-hmm. Uh, all, my impediment is I care too much. Yeah. My uh, my impediment is I'm a perfectionist. Yeah. yeah. That's my word, least <laughs> favorite like interview, interview question. I hate that. Like what? Yeah, that's the worst. Um. So I had this. Speaking of speech impediments, I had this hilarious exchange with a coworker the other day. She was a new coworker. She, we, I work for like a policy advocacy organization, and we had hired somebody out of the government. So it's somebody like from the same government unit that I often interact with. And like we were talking about, and I was like, "Yeah, who's that guy that's always at these meetings?" 
I'm trying to figure out who he is and what role he plays. Like, I was trying to do some intel gathering with this new employee. And she's like, oh, yeah, so describe him to me. And I'm like, um, and we started talking, and we thought we were talking about the same person. I'm like, yeah, and he has a, he has a speech impediment. And she's like, no, he's from Newfoundland. <laughs> <laughs> That's just an accent. <laughs> At least you didn't say it to him. Yeah. Well, I guess you Because Newfoundland, Newfoundlanders have a, a very, it's almost an Irish accent, actually. Oh, it's really? the closest, Canadian. Yeah. it's like if you marry a Canadian accent with an Irish accent. Huh. But it turned out we weren't talking about the same person. But that I, that was funny. Like, no, he's just from. It's like like saying, yeah, this person has a speech impediment. No, they're from Texas <laughs> or Mississippi. They're from Mississippi. Hey, hey. <laughs> they don't say they're ours. No, it's not a speech impediment. They're from the South. Yeah. That's all right. I, I when I first went down to Mississippi to meet Teresa's family and stuff, they all made fun of me for the way I spoke. Mm, yes. And I had never at any point been told I had any kind of accent. And at the time, I, so, I guess I sort of did. I'd, lived, I'd grown up in Wisconsin, but I had lived in Arizona for five years. So it was a little bit of a toned down one. Yeah. But I'd, I'm like, I, I sound like people on TV. But I would open my mouth and people would laugh. It was like bizarre. Like... It was like bizarre yeah. land. Then I brought her to Wisconsin and people were just blown away. Yeah. 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 People would just be like, well, it's weirder it's because I'm you. like half Asian and I have a southern accent. So there was that, that was I, I will admit that that was one of the things that was intriguing about you is like you know you have you have a very like pure Mississippi accent. Not really. Not if you really heard people. Yeah, from not my anymore. Home, I think you but... used to be a little more, but you never had a pure one. But you had more of one than you do now. Well, compared now you to talk. everybody in Wisconsin. Yeah, of course see, I, I I'm a loser. <laughs> I, I lose on every end of the spectrum because I was I used to have a. You don't pre- sound like from where you're from though. I had a good I had a good Minnesota accent. Then I moved to Massachusetts and I kind of toned it down when I was in Massachusetts. And then I moved back to Wisconsin, and so maybe some of it came back. I moved up to Canada, and everyone, people in Canada say that I have an American accent, whatever that means. And people, friends in America, say that I've started to take on a Canadian accent, which I actually think is less accurate. I think the Canadian, the Minnesota, the, the crossovers between the Minnesota and the Canadian accent is where it's come back. Like, it's like that a boot. Or, yeah, it's but like yeah, the O's and yeah, and a boot kind of mixed together. Yeah, like I think my yeah, you're just adding U's where they don't. I'm, I am I, I because I yeah because I work in a I, like I'm work in a writing intensive field. Like I've had to internalize the U's and so yeah, I do like spell. Like favorite, with but your software does it when you does a spell check. You know what's funny? Spell check. My spell check. Our our like our default spell check on all of our office equipment is U.S. English. So it, so it, you you write favorite with a U and it says it it's wants right. like I when I like I write the word labor a lot. Yeah, and it wants to make it O R, and I have to like. Wow, be you like, got oh, you are. I need to correct the the spell check. That's out. government work for you, folks. That's right government work. We'll get around. I'm not even in government. I'm not even in government. You're, you're uh, government I'm adjacent. Co- I'm almost government. Yeah, government. government adjacent. I am government adjacent. Yeah. Um. Okay. So she. Uh, <laughs> anyway, Backstrom. Folks. Backstrom. That's what we're talking about. Yeah. Let's just talk about ourselves. <laughs> this is what happens when we're on we'll a table, this, rather than. Yeah. We'll, we'll put this in a time capsule and listen to it in ten years. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, okay. That's the, by by then I'll have been fired twice for the material that was subsequently discovered on the podcast that my employers <laughs> don't know about. Oh my, the, one of the things in the Packer podcast, which you can check out at healthypackers.com, is that's H E L B Y Packers.com. Um, is uh, no, she wants more booze. <laughs> She <laughs> just clanged in it. <laughs> Teresa was handing her glass to me to pour some wine, and, and I just like... cheersed her. Instead. Yeah, the red elegance has made its way over oh, to the good. table. That's good. He's giving me like kitchen a counter. Wisconsin pour. That's a, that is a Wisconsin pour. <laughs> my 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 friends in Canada like I think are a little taken aback by my Wisconsin drinking really? sensibilities. Really? I've also have Canadians as as are drinking. Compatriots. They probably are. Like maybe I'm hanging out with the wrong Canadians. Here but like the... I had a friend. Actually, it was an American friend who lives in Canada, and like she had a she had had a like bad day. Like I think she had interviewed for a job and not gotten it. And I said, you know, come on over. We'll we'll have a drink. And you know, did we'll... she bring her wine glass that holds a whole bottle? No, but I poured her. Like I poured her. I I poured her what I felt was a reasonable. Um, pour of whiskey, and she's like, "What are you trying to do, Levi? Are you trying to get me drunk?" <laughs> like, because I was like, "What you typically pour for, like a pour of wine or something?" Was it a straight up whiskey? Yeah, it was like. A, I felt it was like a good two fingers. Okay, but I think whiskey. if you go, I think if you go over a shot with whiskey, you got unless you have some personal knowledge, you need to throw some ice in there to make it a sipping drink. Ew. Yeah, that's a fair point. Y'all do that. Oh. Throw ice in the whiskey? Do you think, is it oh, you no, about just, throwing ice in the whiskey or about like, like that. Drink, drinking whiskey is her problem? <laughs> yeah. But, but Teresa's like, she's like, what were you watching? It wasn't Mad Men. Was it Mad Men? Yeah, it was Mad Men. <laughs> the martinis. And she's like, oh, they're all drinking martinis and I want to I wanna try and have a Manhattan. I'm like, honey, you'll hate it. You know you'll hate it. And anyway, so I go out and get the fixings for a Manhattan and make it. And she gets like half a sip through. I make it in, like our fancy like martini glasses that we got She's for our like, wedding. Oh, like, yeah. yeah. I'm like, great. That's now. like pure alcohol, and you're like, that's the point. Yes, that is exactly true. Yeah, that's right. Like horrible drinks, Maxine. So that well, so then I'm left to like finish off the finish off. Oh, you poor thing. Yeah, you suffer. You suffer. I do. I take these hits for our family. Um, where the hell are we? We're in a car. Um, Backstrom is sitting in the back seat, and they make a bunch of like uh, driving Miss Daisy jokes. Yeah, uh, it's just a, that those are just like softballs. Like, mm-hmm. like you set up that scenario, and you've got like ten jokes to make. Yeah, it's like okay, let's make yeah, let's make Moto drive the car, and let's make Backstrom drive the, sit in the back seat. Yeah, that's that's a good five minutes of dialogue right there. That's funny. Yeah, <laughs> and it was pretty. Funny. It was funny but yeah. until until. Moto, our moral center, uh, starts getting swayed over to the dark side when he asks them to lie for him, or mm-hmm. says, yeah, "That's deep, man." To get out of to get out of that uniform, sometimes you need to see things that need to be seen. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't like that. I didn't either. He's corrupting Moto. I, I really. End, I at the end, Moto gave an eloquent and uh, I think powerful and accurate. Um, assessment of what he actually did. Yeah. Yeah. Now uh, you know you can count on me. Now you know you can count on me. And... Well, and he was right that, I mean, he it was justified. Yeah. I the truth like. is, I mean, there's a thread through because Niedermeyer later tells him the truth is the truth regardless of of who saw it. Of who saw it. 
And then he, he says, uh, yeah, being good isn't about following rules. It's mm. about, you know, now we have all these cases that are going to keep on chugging through the system. Yeah. All, all of these people are going to jail that should be going to jail because of it. And now you all know you can count on me. So, like, you know, and he says it better than that. But Yeah. Uh, well, that it was, was a very bad. eloquent moto speech, actually. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. He was a bad guy. I mean, he would have shot him if he could have. It was justified. Yeah. I, and, and it just went sideways because um, Backstrom panicked and, and yeah. lied. Like, if Backstrom had told, told the truth, it would, uh, it would yeah, have all been fine even, because it wasn't justified. And it wasn't even really him because Moto showed up and said, oh, he shot you. And he didn't, he didn't have to say yes or no. He was just, yeah. that's what everyone assumed. And so he just sort of rolled with it. Yeah. So, um, anyway, so we're back at the car site. The car is still out there. So, neither... Which made me, made me think about, like... Uh, okay, how long? How much time has elapsed? And how pissed off are the local drivers that yeah, they're blocking there up an entire yeah, and road? There aren't. That like, isn't the type of road. That isn't like a city street. That's like a road hugging a lake. So like, you can't think, jog over a block and and like continue your your progress. Yeah. But then yeah. again, maybe it doesn't get a ton of traffic. I don't know. We just don't know. We Natalie and I were. We should, probably, we should probably look into this. We were on our our morning commute. She was actually had to drop me downtown because I had a meeting for work. And there was an entire like there were two blocks blocked off during the morning commute, like that like the police cars passed us as we as we were driving, and then you know two minutes later we encountered. You know the police. The police cars that had passed us had blocked off like two city blocks because someone didn't say please, and we had to like reroute. Apparently, it was like a police standoff. Somebody had a because it's Canada. Someone they, they really just, didn't want to say please. They didn't want to. They didn't want to apologize for something, and they had a machete. <laughs> that too. We have a lot more knife and blade related. Crimes. Yeah. There are definitely gun crimes. Okay, the, the, I should, don't get me wrong. There are plenty of gun crimes, but I do notice a lot more blade crimes. Yeah, mass stab. Like there was a mass stabbing. A guy got really upset and went to work with a knife and started stabbing everyone. Mm-hmm. Wow. I, How do you think that is? Because he couldn't get a gun. The gun. Yeah, the gun laws are yeah. stricter up there. Which and and you know the, so the gun the, the pro gun people in the U.S. will say, well, you know, you got more stabbings in England and Canada. It's like, I'll fine. take my chances. I'll take, yeah, that's exactly what I say. Like, I'll take my chances against a knife. I can, I can outrun a knife. I can't outrun a bullet. Uh, but anyway, so this was a yeah. We had we had that situation where like our morning commute, and we were like it ruined our morning because I was like almost late for my meeting because some idiot had a some, had la- a, some lazy detective is sitting in the back seat of the cop car, leisurely making his way to the crime. Yeah, scene corrupting later. corrupting his uniformed cop. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, so, somebody's wielding a machete. So we we get there, and Niedermeyer and Nieder explains. I've gotten really political in this podcast. We, That's we, all, we both have. Yeah. Yeah. We, we're counting on you, Teresa, to bring kind of the right wing edge. Bring it back what? in. Bring it. Bring us back home. I don't home. talk politics. Um. So. That's that's so that's so southern. That's so southern of you. It's, it's just not appropriate at the dinner just table. A... Politics and religion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We shouldn't talk about it. We should just let it rule our lives. Well, we can talk about Jesus. <laughs> Jesus is that's different. Yeah, it's not religion. It's a relationship. So Benson Henderson. Benson oh, Henderson's. You're so right, Levi. Right. <laughs> so Benson Henderson's intro music last night was what's the name of it? 
Uh, our God is an awesome God. Oh, you'd love this. But it's a hip hop. It's a hip hop version. Oh, after <laughs> after after the song, we have to play it for you because it actually is a really cool. We'll, version. Play, we'll play out the podcast with it. Will we play out? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wait, um, whose song is this? Benson, Benson Henderson. He's, oh, he's, oh, yeah, and he said, "I can do all things through Christ." Yeah, he's definitely he's a very he's a very religious man. And I was saying, like, if you like Jesus, this is an this awesome is, yeah. fucking yeah. Actually, song. we we were at the we were at the we were at the fight. We we're fucking in there. Yeah, we were at the fights, and and Matt Jesus turns to me and he's he's like, "This is an awesome song." <laughs> he didn't even that first time when we were at the fights. He didn't have the 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 predicate like, "If you like Jesus, this is not." He just said, "This is a great song." Yeah. I just outed Matt as loving a Jesus song. I'm sorry, man. Yeah. It, it's He's right. fine. I love Jesus it, it, songs. If I have, the more I have in common with Benson Henderson, the, yeah. the better these Benson days. Benson Henderson is He's the, riding, riding high. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, so Neater explains. Now he's he's broken down exactly what's happened. There's a sniper yeah. over here. He shoots. It comes through here and he does this. People seem to think that he's doing like a, a Backstrom type explanation or yeah. whatever of the whole thing. But he's using just forensics, which comes up later. So he explains this as a detached killing, not a hate yeah. crime, which would lower it in significance yeah. to whatever. And then uh, Moto explains that to him. And Niedermeyer goes over to Backstrom and says, if it's not a hate crime, what is it? And, and Backstrom says, uh, a robbery. robbery. Um, oh, but the almost Moto... Number two moto line of the week wasn't even a line, but yeah. he's like, Baxter. "We don't need a lock, locksmith." And Moto's like nods knowingly, pretending to know what he is talking about. And then he's like, "We don't need a locksmith." And Moto's like, "Oh, okay." And then he starts kicking the <laughs> kicking the dashboard. Well, he does it so easily too. Yeah, <laughs> but the, the, the first thing when he's just like, "Yeah, yeah, totally yeah, we don't following need. you." I'm with you. So he opens it and it, he says it's a robbery, but it's a robbery over a gay artifact. A gay artifact. Because <laughs> so, use of the word artifact is what cracked me up. Yeah. Uh, we don't need a locksmith. It's a silver-plated soda bottle. Um, slain for a gay artifact. Definitely a hate crime. Um, and so the next scene we see, he's sitting at home with the evidence... <laughs> In his filthy ass home, <laughs> like despoiling any sort of fingerprints yeah. that might have been or, on or it, or any sort of like evidence trail or yeah. continuity of whatever. Yeah, you need to like, I th I don't, I never did criminal law, but my understanding is like you a need to like evidence. have a chain of evidence, yeah. like from the moment you find it until you present it in court, mm -hmm. it needs to be sealed and accounted for. Instead, he'll be like, "So you had the bottle and you took it home at eight p.m. on Tuesday night? That's correct. Then what happened?" Well, I passed out drunk at 9.30. Yeah. <laughs> when I woke, it was still there. It was still there. <laughs> as far as I know. It's seemingly untouched. Can you verify that? No, I was passed out drunk. That brings out another thing here. because So he takes it home, and Valentine shows up for the first time in the episode. Valentine now, totally turn, lies yeah, about... Turns out Valentine had a key role in this whole thing. Yeah, and Valentine's like, oh, what's this? Yeah. So, kind of fuck Valentine. His own dad. Yeah, his own father doing that to him. This was, and the moment, there's actually a line, and I, I want to say this before I forget, um, is they were having this exchange about, um, what was it about, his relationship with, with the victim, and Backstrom says, I think this falls under the things I deserve to know. 
and that's definitely a father's thing to say yeah. to your son like like you don't say that to your tenant you don't say that to your informant you say that to your family like yeah. This is something like, especially when it comes to past like lovers or whatever. Unless this is something I yeah. deserve to know. I don't know. Though. Well, if it was like a tenant thing, it would be things I deserve well, to it's know. Well, an informant. It could yeah, be an it could be an informant thing. thing. Maybe. I just thought like it, it's but probably yeah. because I already have this whole narrative about him being the son in my well, head. Well, the, the last oh, scene. It's like of, a double thing yeah, to me. Like, yeah. It could be. It could be. It could be the the informant thing because they had that whole like. I tell you things you need to know, and I don't tell you things you yeah, don't. Yeah, I feel like know. slapping him when I heard him say that. A little, I'm like, come on, like you know what's going on here. You know he's a brilliant detective. You know he's going to find the truth. He's going to figure it out. Yeah. So get ahead of the thing. So yeah, you know, don't be such a smug asshole. I love that character though. He's a great character. He might be a good character, but he's a smug. They're asshole. great. He's a great foil for Backstrom. Oh. And at the end, I think was I don't know if it's the strongest evidence, but they were eating pizza and drinking beer. Oh, that's and they were like in sync, yeah, totally in sync. And like from profile, they kind of look they they do they make them kind of look the same, Mm -hmm. especially because they make Valentine not shave regularly. Mm -hmm. Although it looks like, and especially when you look at the you look at this week and you look at the previews for next week. Like Backstrom is slowly sort of cleaning up his act. Yeah, shaving yeah. a little bit. And but maybe it's because Amy was around. I think it's totally because Amy's around. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. But then if she's not around next week, then she'll be around. She'll probably, although I don't know, Sarah Chalk's a big enough star, star that she'll probably she needs a, a meteor. Yeah. Like either you give her a meaty role in three episodes and then that's it, or she can't be a pop and she can't be Nadia. You know what I mean? Yeah, she get but 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 I will say like from the, the TV business standpoint, like what's her name? Um, Malali. Uh, what's her? Megan Malali? Ma- Megan Malali is a star. Is kind of a star in her own. She's a bigger star, a much much. But bigger she star. she plays the same type of pop and roll in Parks and Rec. Yeah, but that's different because first of all, she, she's, she's married to an, she's one of the re- actors. Yeah, she's ridiculously wealthy off of yeah. the, the show the, she was yeah. on before. Will and Grace. Yeah, and. And she's married to one of the actors, so yeah, it's okay. kind of like a fun thing. But like, I do see that as like, I okay. So, but I, I although maybe Sarah Chalk is married to Rain Wilson, I have no idea. No, Holiday. Oh, that's right, Holiday. Who's she married son to? Walter. We talked about the. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, Rain Wilson. Yes. yes. Holiday, Rain, and Walter. Walter, I love Walter. <laughs> we talked about how uh, you summarily dismissed. Or you use your preemptive challenge on Walter. Well, you're like, I want Walter, I want James. You know, like, you want both of them. Just because I know what I want doesn't mean that well, it's less important. Well, you didn't know important. what you wanted. You wanted both of them. Well, I had it down to two Walter names. James. You had it down to I 2000s. said James would be okay. Hmm. okay. You guys picked some great names. I will say the girls' names are, are much easier, in my opinion, in my experience. Well... Having, having like gone through the speculative phase twice of like what if we have a boy what I are think we gonna... I take the opposite approach I think girls names are nearly impossible because I go boys names I'm like James and Walter That's those it. are boys Easy. names there's also like I, I could have also ch- chosen John or Mark or Matt that's about you know what's funny like you go with the, you have a very biblical you have a very That's biblical what people repertoire were named of names. where I grew up so I'm like that's your name. My father's name was James. It's a good name. 
little I Jimmy. That's a great name. Behind both of the names, they are both great men. I have a bro- I, I have a cousin-in-law name named himself. Walter. Walter's name. an awesome name. name. I did Wally. Hear, His name be Wally. Wally. I was at the Walt. playground the other day and I heard a dad saying Wally. And I'm like, oh, I gotta tell him that. Uh. <laughs> that's See, a great name. A great thing, or or girl Levi well, could have been like a name for either one of them. Well, your, your oh, brother. Yeah. yeah, girl name. Your brother was uh, no girl Roscoe. Girl. <laughs> I used to host uh, for our listeners. If you're still out there. <laughs> You've um, not deleted this from your hard drive already. I used to host trivia nights at my house that had a, a, a nice following, and Nate Bjork was uh, of Bjork Brothers fame was at one of them, and uh, Teresa was pregnant with our first at the time, and I announced that if anybody got every question right and then answered and won all the physical challenges and got a special bonus question at the end correct, then they got to name our firstborn. And I said, yeah. that wasn't going to happen. And I said, no one's going to get all the questions right. But um, Nate, people started shouting out stuff, and Nate's was the funniest. It was Girl Roscoe. Girl Roscoe. Which is the name of our younger dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was funny. That was... Mildred's a good name for a girl. Mildred? <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway. Well, you know, Emilia is, um, the, her nickname, We part of the reason we named her Emilia is because we could say Millie. Which is yeah. Natalie's grandmother Mildred's nickname. Oh, that's cool. So Natalie's grandmother is Mildred, but they call her Millie. Mm-hmm. And so, but we didn't want to name a child Mildred, yeah. but we wanted. We thought it would be it. It would be nice. This wasn't the sole factor. You but didn't want to go full Mildred. It would right. be nice if we if yeah. if Amelia if if we had a child with a name that could be nicknamed Millie. Yeah. And I love the name Amelia. So well, what's interesting is you, you got to think about the nicknames. And with our second one, we thought her nickname would be one thing, but it's, it might end up being something totally different because no one ever, like, we thought it might be Cordy, but no like, one ever. I would go with Delia. Well, I, I love Delia. I would, I start, I'm going to start calling her Delia. Well, I liked Cora. Yeah, and some people she's like named Cora. herself and Trita. You, and she's named herself Trita because her name's Cordelia, which makes total sense. <laughs> makes total sense. Although today, uh, the eldest called her Cordy. Cordy. Uh. No, we we're just talking, and she's like, Cordy, the blah, blah, blah. Like, hmm. So that's weird. But she's named herself Trita. So. That's a cool name. Um, well, <laughs> Natalie came back from visiting you guys and started talking about Trita. I'm like, who the hell is Trita? Oh, Natalie was just taken with that. <laughs> Natalie was and is taken with Trita. We love you. We, here's for Natalie, by the way. Cheers yeah. to Natalie. Natalie. Yeah, pour one out for, yeah. <laughs> or pour it down your gullet, I guess. So anyway... Back to the show. Uh, he takes the evidence. He's at home. Valentine's being an asshole. They do their $100 thing, which they do every episode. Um, and Baxter says, hilariously, I'm going to go undercover as a gay bear. <laughs> you, you can just say bear. It makes me think of like a new care bear or something. Gay bear. Gay bear. <laughs> gay bear. <laughs> <laughs> what is the symbol on his belly bear? Yeah. I, Spre- I, I spreading don't... cheer everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> gay bear. Well, it'd be a rainbow. But there's It'd be rainbow. A rainbow. There's rainbow. Yeah. But there's already a rainbow bear, right? Oh gosh, the Care Bears awful. If you ever read those. <laughs> um, oh, we, I've watched a couple of Care Bear shows. They're pretty bad. Yeah. Um, so uh, Care Bears care. <laughs> so, uh, my, my, um, Moto and Niedermeyer are at the bar, and 
they're talking about this conundrum that Moto finds himself in, and Niedermeyer says, well, if a tree falls in the woods, does it make a noise? Of course it makes a noise. He's <laughs> like, <laughs> well, it's the same with the truth. The truth is the truth, whether someone, whether someone sees it or not, or yeah. regardless of what, what somebody says. Yeah, and at this point, Niedermeyer gets a call from Backstrom telling him that they got to meet up at the vigil. Wears typical gay clothes. <laughs> and Niedermeyer looks down at his, like, very GQ suit. Which he still has, like, tied up and knotted at, like, yeah. 7 or 8 at night. Meanwhile, Moto's changed and is in, like, a t-shirt and yeah. everything. So Niedermeyer is just very comfortable in his uh, gay uniform. Yeah. Um, so we're at the vigil. Um, turns out Valentine is on the suspect list. Um, which is his second chance to, like, come clean about all yeah. this, but he doesn't. And then I, I thought one thing I thought was so funny was the one um, I guess it was a lesbian got in his face with a with a camera a video camera yeah and started asking questions and later on he calls her Tilda Swinton um, but she was like super butch yeah if that's like if you can say that like what's going on this is where he goes on a speech about it. it's not a hate it's crime. Not a crime and he channels Niedermeyer. Right? Because yeah. he's like, yeah. a hate crime would be, you know, as personal and brutal and symbolic. This was cold and calculated. Mm-hmm. This was a robbery. For this! And he pulls it out of his grubby pocket. And they all go, oh. And like, why are you showing that that's evidence? You can't keep it in your grubby pocket. And he's like, this isn't evidence. This is a, uh... A this is like a fly... Wait, no, it's a fly... What, what is it called? Like a fly... Fly paper. Fly, fly paper. This is fly... The gay fly paper. Yeah. So, um... Someone went, and they're still looking for Marcus. They haven't found this Marcus person. Um, Valentine and Niedermeyer have a little scene that's sort of cute where he's still hitting up Niedermeyer. He's like, you're a cowboy. Like, you're like a cowboy dressed up. Like a model. And yeah. Niedermeyer's like, oh, well, thanks. Which <laughs> 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 uh, is, maybe he, he handles it like I guess you would. Um, so they're trying to find Marcus, uh, but they Oh, then they finally do, and he says, like, I'm a grieving wife or whatever, and he th- I thought the pretty one was always the wife. Um, so, oh, oh, and they also call the other guy, um, I forget what his name is, but they call him Lipstick Yeti. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which he really was ugly. Uh, he's, well, he's, he's a handsome guy, like... He's kind of Maybe. you saw the well you saw the picture of him as a guy right? Well, he's bald and he's bald like he looked like the kind of like he's not a bad looking guy like he's got shaved well, and clearly guys get a lot more leeway though they certainly do yeah so he's an ugly woman that's for sure he's, he's not a yeah yeah so. and he didn't even shave his chest like when they yeah, had him yeah. in yeah. he had chest all hairy. sorts of chest hair. You think, think if you're something. gonna go for that I mean I don't know I I don't know the culture but like. You'd think he'd shave, yeah. Like I would shave my chest if I yeah. if I like made a regular practice of dressing up as a woman. I guess this is a lot like the conversation we had last night about whether fighters should shave their armpits or not. Yeah. Yeah. Why did y'all decide? I say they shouldn't. Yeah. Or I mean, you could trim or keep it neat, but like. <clears throat> yeah, and I I I think like if you're gonna shave your armpits, you should like the guy we were in conversation with about had a beard. So like in my opinion, like if you're gonna. If you're gonna shave your armpits, shave your beard as well. Like I don't care if you shave your armpits, but like be consistent. But like a lot of guys shave the whole smell go like in your armpits more than your beard. 
Yeah, that's fair. That's like fair. Sweat and oil glands there. Uh, yeah, the but other... I don't know. Does that make it less smelly? I guess your 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 yeah, the armpit yeah, hair would yeah. carry more bacteria. Yeah, because yeah. it's the bacteria, not the sweat. I mean, that would be my thought about it. A lot it, of the guys shave, yeah. You know, like putting your smell all over the other dude, but I don't know if that. Well, we works. also had the conversation of whether we'd bathe. Yeah, <laughs> I said I wouldn't bathe for three days before a fight. Ew. And I try to use that to get my the advantage. get use the taint to face yeah. type of uh, yeah. north north south what position. we call north south position yeah. like. seems disrespectful <laughs> and that's well, why that's what to beat someone's ass that so. was the lesson like I learned like when I I, I took jujitsu for a short time and that was like one of the first etiquette lessons is like you know you treat your partner with respect and that includes like laundering your gi and like not coming to it to practice smelly and like mm. you know you know making sure you you even have fresh breath you know you don't stink for your partners but i guess if you're in a fight maybe that's different i don't know i yeah. would think not prize fight i would think that the ufc or whatever would say something to you yeah. if you were stinky wow <laughs> anyway you're a rat face podiatrist so what do i do to keep a man who's being Wooed by multiple suitors, I get him pregnant. <laughs> yeah. You realize you can't get him pregnant. You were going to get a Chinese baby, weren't you? And a Guatemalan, no, a Guatemalan baby. <laughs> yeah. So it turns out they were going through the adoption proceedings. Yeah. So um, and he okay's letting him talk to um, his attorney for those proceedings. Which was a huge mistake. Yeah, which was a huge, well, no, not for him. Yeah. It's a great move for Actually, him. Actually, yeah. Um, so then we cut to, uh, Almond as a pastor and Moto is swinging by on a Sunday. And at first I thought he was swinging by, I guess I should know him better cause he was in uniform. First I thought he was swinging by strictly personally to ask for advice or whatever, but it turns out it's a business call, um, because Asians are terrified of black people and missionaries. So is that true, Teresa? Um, no. <laughs> you know, it's funny, like my, my, um, my grandparents were missionaries to China. Do you know that? So were people and Japan. Were people terrified of them? I think they made a lot of friends in China and Japan. They got kicked were, out of China. Were your grandparents black? No, they were white. <laughs> but yeah, my my grandparents were Baptist missionaries in in um, in China, and then the cult. I think it was the Cultural Revolution. I might I be getting my historical facts wrong, and then they they left um, so they barely killed. Yeah. Yeah, they like literally last like my grandfather got in the last boat out of the harbor. Um, last boat out of China. Yeah, and then and then went back to the U.S. for a short period of time, and then went back to Japan where they're missionaries, and then uh, that's where my dad was born. Hmm. And my dad grew up in Japan until he was ten. It's a lot of personal information. Yeah, there you go. Thank you for there sharing. There you go. I've shared. Well, my granddad <laughs> left China at that same time. Really? Yeah. Maybe they were friends. They could have been friends. It's possible. My granddad was in the South Pacific shooting Japs. Yeah, you know, so they all were there. There's an intersection, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm just kidding. My granddad was in the South Pacific getting beer, is what he used was to Was your granddad, in the, was he a soldier? Yeah, he was a quartermaster in the South Pacific. I have no, like, it's interesting. Natalie has a number of, like, she's from a military family, and she has, like, Regeneration. We're really not, though, um, a military family. It's you just got your World grandfather, and then World is, War II like, kind of made everybody military. Yeah. 
And then you decided to do it. Yeah, out of complete misguided, uh, youthful. I, naivety. you know, no, I think that it was heroic <laughs> what you decided to do. Well, yeah, it was heroic, but it's still naive. <laughs> it's, it, you could be. That's true. You can be heroic and naive. Um, what I'm saying is, like my family, like not only were they not military, but they qualified as like because they're all pastors. Like my grand, both grandfathers were pastors. My dad's a pastor. Wow. When's the last time you went to church? It's been a while. <laughs> When's the last holiday? Christmas? I went to church for Christmas. <laughs> You're kind of like Moto. Yeah. I go I, to church on Christmas. Yeah, I'm, I am like Moto. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, but yeah, I come from my, at least I'm descended from, from Asia, missionaries to Asia. They probably... <laughs> <laughs> Which kind of... Okay, missionary. Anyway, um... Spreading the good word, spreading, spreading the, good the word seed to the to the un unholy unholy, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I'm I don't know. Put words in your mouth. I don't know. They they. I guess here's the thing: if you think that everybody, if you think that everybody's going to hell unless they they know what you know, then then I guess it's a good thing to try and teach people what you know. Yeah, good for you for knowing it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so Almond as a pastor, Asians are terrified of black people, missionaries. You're both, and he wants you there. So Backstrom is using his position as a pastor, um, which works. And in fact, it's nothing about them him terrifying them. It's about his position of trust. Yeah. yeah. And I don't feel like he should have ethically shared that information because they told that to him as a pastor. Yeah, I, I kind of agreed. Like, at what point does it... But then he, they also knew that he worked for the police. No, because uh, he cut him back. Backstrom cut him off un, every time. Yeah, it was very unclear whether whether he was working. Every, time, every that, time he tried to say something, Backstrom cut him off. But he said, you know, if you don't talk to us now, we'll have to take you back to the police station. That's a fair point. Yeah. And that was that was him saying that was Alvin saying that. Mm -hmm. That is a fair point. But still and but they're lawyers, so they should be able to parse it out, but yeah, good point. But it was still a little murky about I mean he's wearing a freaking collar. I would have thought he would take off the priest collar. Yeah. Like it's not like you need to. You're kind of letting yourself be used at that yeah. point. It's not hard to take off a priest collar and unbutton it, your shirt. It, the priest collar is that honestly, like I think a I've, little strip of paper. It's just yeah, it's a, a small thing. You can use that in in regular shirts. Mm -hmm. Like so, I don't know. Mm -hmm. So anyway, the wife seems like she's hiding something because she has bangs. <laughs> so she agrees to talk to the. Um, oh God, he gets kicked out over this little soliloquy. Um, gay boys always date Asians in high school before they realize that they're gay. Asians are fatties. What'd you weigh in high school? 165, 170? <laughs> and it, that was awkward. And so, um, anyway, so she kicks Backstrom out and, uh, will only talk to Almond. And Almond come back, comes back to the car with a bunch of information, which leads to the moto quote of the week when uh, they're asking what happened. Was the guy, was the husband sleeping with the victim? Yeah. No, the, the wife was, was sleeping with the victim. So she's a lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> moto quote of the week. That was a good one. Insert the it was music. great. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that's that's kind of where for me, 
this thing sort of seemed like it was solved. It was the husband? Yeah. And yeah, I didn't have it at that point. I mean, I didn't have it, but I'm kind of like, you got to look hard at this. This is like the root of the issue here. This There's is a whole thing. You got to, yeah, yeah. So, so she got a well endowed drag queen, got an unsatisfied And then wife. they show like the flashback, like, and I know it's like a probably a fake flashback or whatever, but he's in like the next room and his wife is making out with yeah. this drag queen and he's like turning like. Yeah. How do I solve this? <laughs> right. Like, I don't think they were doing it while he watched. Yeah. Like, uh, it might... like but who knows? Out. A little who knows? more serin. Serin. What's the word I'm looking for? Mm. Secretly. Secretly. Serendipitously. Surreptitiously. Yeah. Surreptitiously. Oh, not serendipitously. Not serendipity. Surreptitious. Surreptitiously. I've never said that word. I've only read it. Yeah, yeah, me too. That's another one. Yeah. There are so many words that, like, when I was like, I. Do yeah. you stick an extra U in that when you're in camera? It probably. <laughs> it's, but it's double U at the beginning. <laughs> surreptitiously. <laughs> when, I was, when I was younger, my vocabulary i had a i had a great expansive vocabulary you know like fourth through ninth grade all right or whatever. reading but not speaking. reading but not speaking and so i mispronounced like i had i used all these words <laughs> in proper context She's and meaning but like i i but i would mispronounce that and like the classic example nate always brings up is like one time i mentioned that nate was like it was dwelling on the minute when, <laughs> when really it was minutia, but like I never like actually, dwelling on, you know. yeah, like I, I was like, I was like, you know, I'd read that word and I knew its meaning and I knew its proper usage, yeah, but I never properly, actually, never said it. yeah, I never said it. That's, so many words. Ethereal. Can I, can I tell? Ethereal? Mm -hmm. <laughs> nice. I, well, can I, can, ethereal. I, can I tell them the other one that you had? Oh no. Well, I guess you already brought it up now. I don't have to. I was going to just cut this part out. No, it's okay. Well, I want to know it now. Okay. Um, this is first of all, Teresa's brilliant. No, I'm not. Well, you're, she is. You're very smart, and you have a wonderful vocabulary, and uh, you're a great mother. But you told one of our kids <laughs> that the um, maybe someday they could go see the Sphinx in Egypt. The Sphinx. <laughs> nice. Again, <laughs> like just confusing. <laughs> It's, it's Play it right. Sphinx. And I'm like, Sphinx? Like the guy who lost to Tyson? Like who is... Are you trying to yeah. say Sphinx? What are you trying... In Egypt? The Sphinx? No. The Sphinx. Oh, he felt so good about that, too. <laughs> oh, you were very sure of yourself. The Sphinx. Um, the Sphinx. Um, no, I feel your pain because I've done that so many times. I have too. I have too. I do to this day. Yeah. Well, I just one did time it. I, I just did it like live on the thing. So one time serotypically. Serotypically. One time I called at um, the office of a very senior ele provincial elected official and um, asked to schedule a meeting with him, and I butchered his name Ugh. like it was a polish name and i just at, like butchered it as bad as you can like almost unrecognizable and they're like oh you mean so and so i'm like 
Yes, yes, that's that's what I meant. Yeah. I'm sorry, I was distracted. There's a spider sorry. crawling up my leg. <clears throat> yeah, sorry, <laughs> caught in my throat. Yeah. Well, at least you weren't talking to the person. I wasn't talking to him himself. Yeah. And you got and you got. The, I mean, they're probably used to that. Like they're they're they probably are. Although, like it it was like definitely. I and it was it was back when I used to work in a, like a open office, like an open form. What what do you call it? Like an open a concept. Cubicle? Yeah. Um, where like I shared a space with four other or three other people. And so they all heard it and they're like, after I got off the phone, they're like, you, you know, you pronounce his name, such and such. And that's back when I was like, I was like the American working in a Canadian, the Canadian political context. It was like outsourced, but it's only It's like, oh geez, they, they have no, no, it was Polish. Oh, Polish. Polish. Yeah. Yeah. I used to be pretty good at Polish names because there's a lot of that where I grew up, but now I'm bad. I've gotten better because there are a lot of, in, in Alberta, there are tons of Polish and tons of Ukrainian. Mm-hmm. Tons, of huge Ukrainian population. In, oh. yeah, I Ukrainian wouldn't want to be in the too. Ukraine if I was. Yeah, well, that's the thing. It's been like, it's been very sensitive actually because like there's a lot of people like descended from Ukrainians, like even just second generation. And so it's very sensitive. Are there a lot of Ukrainians coming to Canada now? Because it seems like y'all have a pretty liberal immigration policy. It's pretty liberal. And, you know, the thing is, like, among, like, OECD countries... Do you like the gold? You can come on over, eh? <laughs> among, among it? like, our peer... Among Canada's peer countries, it is well far ahead of... In terms of the number of, like, immigrants. Mm-hmm. A full... Nearly twenty percent of people living in Canada were born in another country. Wow, twenty percent. That'll be so interesting to see how that plays out over generations. Yeah, wouldn't it? Because it, I think I I get the sense that Canada has had waves of immigration. Like they had like a lot of Scandinavians. They certain they had Ukrainians after that. Um. They the most recent waves have been largely Asian, uh, India, um, China. Middle Eastern, there are a lot of they've got Middle East. They they've actually had yeah they've had great Indian restaurant we went to. Yeah, yeah that's the thing. So this is the thing about where we live. Like there's no great good Mexican restaurants, one or two, but like Chinese and Indian food, top notch. A lot of Filipino um, people actually. Mostly through our the temporary foreign worker program, mm-hmm. and um, and then yeah, so you got Ukrainians, Poles, Chinese, Indians are the big like the big immigrant groups. It'll be interesting to see if the second generation like does like the second generation does here and takes that step. Yeah, from like uh, you know tradesman to college graduate, to, you know. Yeah. To, yeah. To early. Um, you see, I think you get that. I think you get that a lot. And we have a lot of people. Actually, we have a lot of people who immigrate for education. Like a lot of, especially Chinese students who come over to go to school and then they stay. All right. Um, so now so we're at immigration. <laughs> wow, we have run far afield. Um, I've, yeah, this is why we should never do this around the table again. No, it's super, be it, it's, I think this is really... I might not even post this. Maybe we'll just keep this. We'll keep this a, in the archives. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm going to try to run through here so we can get through the show. Um, so The Bjork uh, Brothers do politics. We can do a special like <laughs> holiday edition. Yeah, Maybe tomorrow. I mean, you're stuff. here for a few more days. We could do 
Just like politics. Just politics. Oh, just like Lord. just ranting and raving. Yeah. I'll read my, we can each ra- read our Facebook news feeds. Yeah. And <laughs> yes. And comment on Yeah. Yes. <laughs> like, blah, 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 blah. Oh, That's you should fucking see, stupid. You should see my Facebook news feed. Like, I, I, I bet you it's worse of... than mine. I, I, I cut people off. People I like um, who I want to know how their life is going. And I'm still friends with them on Facebook, but I cut off their news feed because yeah, I can't just, deal with yeah, their you, constant deluge of... Yeah, of, of crap. Yeah. And it's not left-wing or right-wing. In fact, one one of the biggest ones is someone I agree with a lot, but like I couldn't take five posts a day. That's the one thing I didn't like about UW-Madison is one th- if I hate anything worse than people whose political views I disagree with are idiots whose political mm-hmm. views I mm-hmm. coincidentally agree with and they because it gives me because not only am i irritated with them by them but gives me a a sense of self-loathing at the same time (laughs) someone someone told me when i was working as a lawyer very very briefly in the bay area that uh he went to berkeley and they have a place there called literally the free speech cafe and you get up on a microphone and you say whatever you want right but nowadays if you get up there and you say something like right wingish you get booed off the stage that's funny. That's like that's that, ironic. That's the the height of irony. Like that's yeah. That's what it's, it's become. It's like it's a it's a game. You versus them, and like yeah. you're not even aware of the fact that you're being hypocritical. Okay, I was trying to get back on track. Jesus and Christ. here we are again. Okay, headquarters. <laughs> huh. Backstrom gives Moto a written statement saying this is just my recollections of the. Yeah, it might refresh and you. And we all get a little bit sadder for Moto. Yeah. Um, and he says. Then he has a talk with uh, um, Almond, and they the, it boils down to: Is this a chance to get out of a uniform and into a detective role, uh, versus is this just a temptation, just a temptation. that I need to um, move past? So that's where we sit as we go. Then I guess the proof of the pudding is in the taste, and we'll have to find out if Moto is still in the uniform by the end of the uh, the uh, season. No, I think his explanation. At the end of this episode, it's, it's left legit. out the promotion. Yeah, he's like, "Yeah, I didn't do no. this for the promotion. Yeah. You can it, just so you can count on me. So you can count on me and he to get results. Yeah. He believe and he believes in the mission of his. He's team. a pragmatist. Yeah. yeah, he believes in the mission of his team. Which don't y'all think it's kind of weird that a detective would be so bad with firearms and like no. that kind of thing. Would no, because when I was in the army, that? I had plenty of people that were bad with firearms that shouldn't have been. Really? And a lot of them were like, seen, like, yeah, no, you'd have officers and stuff like that that didn't know what the hell they were doing. Like, you you know, and then they're on the range and, you know, some master sergeant's grabbing a weapon out of their hands so they don't fucking kill somebody. Yeah. Like, just, like, muzzle awareness where you're pointing the damn thing. Really? When it's loaded and stuff like that, whether something's got, you know, whether you're red or amber, like, very basic What's the distinction? What's red and amber mean? Well, it changes, it turns out, between units, but, like, red is there's a round in the chamber, so if you pull the triggers, a round goes down range. Yeah. Amber is you have a loaded uh, loaded magazine, but you haven't chambered around. You haven't chambered around. Yeah. But, like, little stuff like that, and just like how to handle firearms isn't um, always stressed. And I could see like a guy like Backstrom who's a detective. He's not a, he's not a street cop. Yeah, he's not a SWAT team he's, member. Yeah, he's, he's the guy that comes in after a place has been cleared. Yeah, can you go straight to being a detective though? Wouldn't you have had I've to often thought about that. 
It was interesting when when I when we were in law school, we um, for evidence had to go and watch a murder trial. Yeah. Or some criminal trial, and so we went to the murder trial, and the cop that was testifying was a graduate of the law school that we were in. Really. And he was a detective. So I wonder if you can like, because I know there's tests. It's a it's a civil job, so there's tests to get to different places. So I don't know if you have to do time. You as might like be able to bypass it, yeah. Or if you can just go straight to like detective. And if you did, with it being a civil job, a government job, I'm sure there'd be animosity and political repercussions to jumping the line or whatever. I imagine it's kind of like guys who, isn't there a feeling in the military about um, guys who. Who have graduated college and, and go into the uh, go straight to officer versus coming up as an enlisted man? Well, it's actually kind of weird because I graduated college and then went in enlisted. Yeah. So I had a really unique experience. So all my peers, the enlisted people, like thought I was some sort of weirdo and yeah. made fun of me all the time. Um, but as far and as the officers, did they call you the professor? They have a nickname for you? No, I think they just called me the old guy. Old guy. But um. <laughs> Yeah, uh, if any of you are out there, like, hey, uh, so, uh, but it was weird, and I think this is a thing in society too. A lot of the people that are enlisted are career; they come from families that have been in the military, mm-hmm. so they see, and all those people were enlisted, so they kind of accept that there's this big split. Between, between enlisted, enlisted and, and commissioned. Yeah, and commissioned. And a lot of them don't even know that the only difference is you went to college. Like, they just, they just accept it. It's just it. a class thing. It's, it's, yeah, it's something they don't really think about, which is kind of, which, which was really That's weird, weird to me. Because I went in, and I could have gone to officer training school and done all that. I chose not to, and it was a bad choice, but um, uh, they don't even know that that's kind of how it works. Yeah. They just like, and while simultaneously making fun of how incompetent, like, second lieutenants are. Second lieutenants don't know anything. They're like fresh out of college and they've done a few summer camps and stuff. And then they put them in charge of a platoon who's actually run by the 20 year enlisted guy. Yeah. You know? Okay. But ultimately, the second lieutenant who's like 21, 22 has to sign all the paperwork and ultimately give the orders. Um, so, no, it, there's no animosity. It's just uh, kind of a, it's a very stark reminder of the class divisions in our society. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't call that our society, though. The I'd say in the world. Like, yeah, I mean, the military is so different than... But, I mean, think about our lives. Society. Like, I mean, I think a lot of the people that I was, that were enlisted with me and what they're doing now in the real world versus like being a policy analyst for yeah. like, like your job, Levi would be completely foreign to a lot of people that I, I serve. Yeah, with. that's fair. Cause their job is I drive a truck or I drop off. I'm a diesel or, mechanic. Yeah. Or, and yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, and I'm, you know, and they're all good traits actually. No, um, I'm uh, no, it's, it's not, but it's a different anything. world. It's right. just, it's hard to see. If, I guess it's fair. Like, if no one, what you're exposed to, and right? Like, like what you, you, what you were you fortunate, and I was fortunate. We were all fortunate that our uh, parents either went to college or were familiar with the idea of going to college, and wanted us to do that. Yeah, and not everyone gets that. Some get they well, get negative. My parents didn't go to college, but they, they wanted you they to. Expected yeah, me they expect exactly. So, 
um, yeah, so a lot of people grow up without any of those influences. And so the, the highest rung they can see is maybe stripper. Her, <laughs> her, well, I had a friend, uh, yeah, uh, Maureen, yeah, mm-hmm. who um, she was a, a public school teacher and um, she brought in someone who was an attorney and he said he charged $300 an hour. Or maybe she has said it in class, like offhand. I think he charges $300 an hour. And one of her fourth graders said, my aunt's a stripper and she don't even make that much. You're lying to us. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Uh, class division is a real thing. That we, God damn it. <laughs> we, it's so your we, fault. It's your fault. Is it my fault? <laughs> I asked a question about... What did I ask a question? Oh, we were talking about detectives versus street cops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you can go straight in, and then we like veered into military, and then to the whole society. Wow. (laughs) What a night. And we are an hour and 35 minutes into this podcast. All right. For those of you still with us, we appreciate you. Keep going, keep going. Auction House. Valentine and Baxter are sitting there. Valentine finally admits that he bought the fucking bottle. And it's over a few... Like 25, 50 bucks for some stupid thing. Yeah. Baby Bax, hats. Baby like hats. Vintage baby hats yeah. or something. Yeah. Baxter ends up making him buy it for 350 bucks. Or yeah, something. and that's like enough. That's the pressure. Like, that's what like, it takes. He has like diamond chandeliers hanging in the thing. Yeah. And like 350 bucks turns them. So finally, he admits he bought the bottle on the black market, not the African American market, <laughs> uh, for in exchange and gave it to Jason. In exchange for Jason's silence in relation to his relationship with Kettering. So they bring Kettering in, who is an angry hair suit Buffalo Bob, who ultimately attacks Backstrom. Yeah. Um, and uh, Moto goes in to testify. Backstrom goes into the back of an ambulance with Dr. Deb. And Dr. Deb does all his, like, mind shit again. Yeah. He's, like, the most caring doctor ever. I love Dr. Deb. And I love that actor. Yeah. He's yeah. been in a couple things, and I like him a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've talked about that. Yeah. Dr. He's, Deb. And so he's like, your body makes a decision when your mind can't. And in this case, it's you should be telling the truth, but you're not, so you're having panic attacks. So Backstrom steals himself to go back in and tell the truth. Um goes to testify even though Dr. Deb offers him another day off goes into the committee he's like what do you want to know and actually it's good acting by Rain Wilson too because he comes for comes across as like totally what do you want to know you know what mm-hmm. I mean yeah. like when he's playing these scenes with uh, Dr. Elliot <laughs> Amy going about it uh, Johnny Booty Boon um, he comes across in the right times like you can kind of it's subtle enough that you can tell when he's lying anyway it's not yeah. but it's not over the top yeah you know so I mean, it's, it's great acting and like we said before he's killing Dwight every day right yeah um, so uh, which is good uh, so Moto testifies he goes in there turns out the investigation is closed Moto lied how much of a I wasn't as much let down by Moto lying as Backstrom missing his opportunity for absolution. Yeah, like I like I was I I it was a like I like a tangible letdown for me. But then I feel like Meadows' little speech at the end that did brought it back around. Yeah, it did. 
Yeah, for Moto at least. For Moto, but Backstrom's still left there. With Backstrom needs weight. to be able to confess to someone. To and someone. he can't confess. He's to confessed to Deb. He cannot confess to the woman he loves. Because yeah. she's the exact same woman who would have him fired and disgraced. Well, yeah. he does believe that it's justified. Yeah, and it was. It was. Mm-hmm. We, we all saw it. But he lied about everything else. Why didn't they call us to testify? Should we saw it. Me. I would have called. I would have talked to Dr. Elliot. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, then we get a quick shot of Nadia detectiving um, to show us that something's coming. Yeah. And then we get a nice little... Um, uh, back and forth between um, Amy and Backstrom, where he says, I, you know, I can still tell the truth. I know, like, f- you're wearing soccer mom dye number 45 in your hair. Yeah. Uh, your toes look like monkey thumbs. Does that, that, strike that, a one strike, that, that one hit me a little, <laughs> a little close, actually. I felt that one. And and then, because, especially because not only do I have ginam- ginormous. Monkey toe thumbs. thumbs. Yeah. I also have um, because I, as a child, I was ran around in our yard and everywhere barefoot. I have actually widespread toes, like many natives who were were raised and they have on, been on in over years. Yeah. So shooting. I have I have wide wide toes because my toes have changed over the years from they pinch what, in. Well, but now they've spread out because you go barefoot so often. Yeah. Yeah. But they pinched in. I went barefoot beforehand. Check this out. Look at these. Look I'd at these, rather look not at look at your toes. Look at my toes. I can separate them all. Huh. Can you wiggle your pinky toe without moving the others? No. Well, put them as you would normally have them. Oh, they don't look that weird. No, they don't look that weird. They look normal. A little stubby. Okay, fine. Fine. I want it to be special in the other <laughs> I do have very wide. Toes. I have very wide feet, though. Did you if, you're, if your yeah, thumbs you look like toes... Your toes look like my toes don't look like squattier. Yes, my um, toes are even here, stubbier. Check, check this out, though. This is my look at my baby toe. He's you can move that pinky toe. Look at yeah, that. Have you worked on that? I can move independently. You can exercise those those things. No, it's just I've always you've just been always able been able to move your pinky toe. It's also, why I can dunk. Mm, it's I can do that too. Nice. Mm-hmm. Oh, Teresa is totally unimpressed, and she can move her pinky toe. Yeah, I know. Because I showed her that once to try and impress her, and she wasn't impressed, and it was really embarrassing. That is so <laughs> embarrassing. Yeah. Well, she almost didn't marry you on that. But I basis. don't have this muscle. You don't so have you that have to, tendon. Yeah. So you have to. Well, maybe I do right there. Is that it? Well, we need to clarify. Yeah, we, we need more clarification on which. We need to clarify on which side is the front yeah. of your arm. Um, anyway. Again, we digress. Uh, Nadia Tracy Copa. Those are good. Do you, do you miss me? Absolutely not. Yeah. Which means he does. Which means he does. So they narrow in on this cat, Nadia does, who's a stalker who's been visiting the website frequently and has a um, a gay bashing. Military guy. Yeah, military guy with a gay bashing past. Um, And he gets in the interview room and they find out that the bottle is going to be the payment for the killing. Backstrom quickly determines that if he was just trying to kill somebody, um, or if he was just, he was just trying, trying to rob them. If he was just trying to rob them. He wouldn't have finished the killing. So, who well, are you working for? And he's a tough guy, military guy. Why didn't he kick the little glove compartment in? That's an excellent point. Because he had just killed somebody and was, he was panicked. Maybe he wanted to get away. He grabbed the keys and he, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's not 
a good assassin, obviously. He's inadequate. He gets the uh, job done. Like our guy who hired him uh, didn't uh, do a good job of vetting his assassin. He he probably went on Craigslist. Yeah. Needed assassin. Mm -hmm. Um, Just hired the first guy who responded. Yeah. So it turns out it's the husband. I didn't write his name down, but the husband of the um, the the yeah, attorney couple. Attorney. The attorney couple. They're both attorneys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is why they're rich and Weasley. Right. Like, <laughs> Teresa, you and I should have been attorneys. Right. Yeah. Um, I feel like I could have been an attorney. You could have been. Literally, tried. you could have been an attorney. Um, you were for a short period of time, at least in the illegal sense of the word. <laughs> At least in the literal sense of the word. <laughs> in the literal sense of the word. <laughs> um, uh, so then we get Motto and Almond, and Mo- or Moto and Almond, and Moto gives like the most uh, coherent and stirring, stirring speech about why he did what he did, and it wasn't about getting moved up a level or anything like that. Well, and he fires back at Almond, who gives him some, you know, gives him a little bit of resistance on it. He's like, being good isn't about following rules. Now you know you can count on me when the time comes, blah, blah, blah. Um, so that's where we leave Moto. Then we're back on the barge, and Valentine and Backstrom do everything in sync with the pizza yeah. and the beer. Pizza mm-hmm. and the beer. Um, and that's where we are. So Backstrom is cleared, and uh, we're moving on next week to things get serious. Yeah. With some sort of like. Kitty unsolved murder. case or something. Unsolved child murders. Dig. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. It was like that other show that we used to podcast where they always kept killing kids. Yeah, Constantine. I forgot the name. Um, I, it still is recorded on my. It's on my DVR. DVR. They said the season Look finale. Up. I haven't watched. Oh yeah, I'm two season, two episodes behind. Two or three. Yeah. Um, anyway. Uh, final thoughts on Backstrom uh, episode four. Another great episode. I can't believe it's only the fourth episode. I feel that's the, the thing that like I've been feeling that since episode two. Like I feel like they really did a good job of getting us into it, mm-hmm. jumping us into like serious storylines. Yeah. Um, Teresa, anything? I thought Amy's hair color was glorious and shiny. It was. That's nice. because you live in Soccer Mom Heaven. That's true. That's true. <laughs> it's a nice hair color. We do, we do live in soccer mom style. I mean, I, I do like her blonde as well. Well, I feel like this is you know, probably more real. natural. That's probably yeah. her natural, closer to her natural color. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I, want, I still want her short hair, Dr. Elliot. You want the bangs to frame her face? And where she goes, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Be all flustered and cute and stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's tough. I am going to not posit a, a conspiracy theory about who is and who isn't um, an actual human being in this. Do you think um, they were done with that? I, is that? I'm just not going to do it this way. I'm just not going to do it. I think I've said all I need to say on that. You said you made your case. Yep. All right. So uh, if you're still with us, congratulations. Congratulations. You've survived another episode of Your Brothers <laughs> Present Backstrom. <laughs> So check out BjorkBrothers.com. You can see the black... No emails? Were there any emails? Oh, there's an email, too. We had an email? <laughs> yeah. Oh okay, go. there goes another 15 minutes. All right, it's from Mayor. Here Mayor. Mayor, couldn't forget you. Hi, guys. Jumping right in with my opinions and Thanks, stuff. Thanks, Mayor. There you go. The who shot the gay storyline wasn't as interesting as past crimes 
and the whole silver bottle element seemed particularly cartoonish. Although we found out that it's, it's in real. fact true. I mean, it seemed weird to me too. That's why I had to look it up. I'm like, why did this come mm-hmm. in? The characters didn't have much personality and no interesting dialogue, so I didn't really care. I would I would say that the the day players, like the people that are just here for that, in, like none of them are memorable. No, that, yeah. like the the drag queens and the whatnot. the yeah the guest stars. Yeah, uh, Backstrom, day players is that the term we use? I don't well, know. I don't those know. Of I'm us, not in those of the us in the business. I'm not in the business. Thespians. Yeah. Thespians. So she's a thespian. So she's a thespian. Backstrom's panic attack, character development, and all the resulting musings about truth was a lot more interesting. Agreed. Yeah. I love that he is showing some growth, but hopefully it doesn't happen too quickly. Agreed. Again. Please let there be plenty of backsliding. I agree. Backstrom backsliding. Backstrom, Backstrom sliding. Hashtag Backstrom sliding. Yeah. Um, speaking of backsliding, the temptation of Moto in italics ended <laughs> with the inevitable shake of the head by the viewers and exclamations of, oh, Moto. Oh, Moto. <laughs> That's true. Right. Yeah. In <laughs> fairness, we don't really know what he lied uh, or that he lied. Perhaps in a dramatic moment in a later episode, we'll find out that he really told the truth in the inquiry. Uh, I can't send an email without naming my favorite line slash moments. There are three. One, everyone hates it when a penis pops out of nowhere. <laughs> Great line. Yeah. Dot, 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 indeed. Dot, 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 dot. At least initially. <laughs> oh, 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 my goodness, Mare. Uh, my favorite moment. Nadia talks about her research of the murder victim's blog, saying that one page was interesting, how to make a smoky cat eye. Then a brief cut to Nadia's face and her makeup in a smoky cat eye. I love throwaway humor like that in the show. I agree. That's great. The fact that they can take a, a lot of jokes and just do them and like not. It's just that. And you know that twenty five only 25% of the people watching are going to actually catch it. Because the other half are making dinner or yeah. wrangling kids or whatever. It's yeah. great. That, that, that exhibits attention to detail and like quali- wanting to make a quality show. Yeah. Uh, number three, gravely. I hate questioning lawyers. Backstrom. That's okay. I need someone better anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I forgot about that one. Okay, have a great pot. Have a good pot. Have a good. She didn't good say podcast. great. She's like, she's lowering the bar. For well, us. it was it was a good pot. It was great. It was great because we had to. It was great for us. It was great for us. I don't know. If like we're coming coming closing in on two hours. I think I. And I that's was before not I add that. Brevity. I but, don't know why because I barely talk. Um. Well, because you make me want to talk to impress you. Because I'm, I'm eternally, I'm eternally wooing you. Um, but you are wrapped up in a blanket like Natalie would be. Yes, <laughs> Natalie would be. Only you're not up. on the edge of passing out. So yeah, I made Sorry. myself stop because I have to work. You didn't tomorrow. say I'm going to go to sleep now. Um, so have a good podcast session, uh, Mayor. Um, all right, thanks, thank, Mayor. Thank you, Mary. Um, so that's that. Again, you can you can email in at. Bjorkbrothers at gmail.com. You can get some. Facebook.com slash Bjorkbrothers, probably. Probably. Uh, something like that. iTunes.com. Search for Bjorkbrothers. Leave a, yeah, search for leave Bjork a, Brothers. Leave a, leave a review. Yeah. Just yeah. make it five stars. You can tell us you hate us, but make it five stars. Yeah. And um, I'm looking at two people in particular when I'm talking about reviews. And their names start with D and J. Who promised that they would make a re- put a put a review up there, and haven't? 
And if they're still listening, then you definitely owe us a review because you found it compelling enough to stay around for two hours. Two hours. <laughs> if this doesn't get cut. I, I don't know how I'm even going to compress it, but we'll see. And I haven't even added music yet. Yeah. All right. Uh, we love all of you for listening. Thank you so much. This has been a blast for us. Um, thank you th- for having me today. Thank you. Oh, you can join us you, anytime. Teresa. We could do a four-way podcast. Yeah, we have. Uh, I love um, Natalie. Yeah, we have a uh, unlimited open invitation. What to if Teresa. we had a, just a Natalie Teresa podcast one of these? Well, I, well, we, I, I I tried to make that happen. I thought they should do like The Bachelor or something. Oh, I yeah. don't watch that. I don't like that. What would you do? No. No, I don't like how they're always throwing themselves at it. Bachelorette. Um, the Bachelorette. That's better. But what would you do, What would you do then? What would you do? I don't know. I like shows like Game of Thrones and stuff. But yeah. You can be a guest on Game of Thrones. Maybe we can have a guest. Um, I feel really bad that I didn't guest on the blacklist today. That's okay. I, Next week, we'll we, have you again because you're a, you're a listener of the podcast. You're a watcher of the show. We should have you on. I felt bad. I just didn't have the energy. That's okay. You were being a good dad. You were watching. Like, I actually felt bad because I'm like, hey, Matt, you can join us for the Blacklist podcast. And you're like, actually, I'm watching a movie with my daughter right now. I'm like, Oh, you mean the movie that I just bailed out on? <laughs> oh, okay. Have fun being a good dad. All right, anyway, we love you all for listening. This has been Matt and Levi and Teresa, and uh, we'll see you again. Go back from. Bye. Bye. Thank you. All power, he contains it. The man on his own, abandoned the throne of a poacher cross stainless. Death couldn't shake him, a derail. Three nails could pierce, but couldn't break him and make him appear. Taken away from his mere nature. Not while slumber is hovering over the block. I pray that my peers wake up. We were born out of alignment, the perfect time, and it's now to check for a pulse. If you ain't rock by him, high and prone to be biased when I peek the timeline behind him and see no highnesses. As high as him, he reigns lord. Firearms are too short to aim for him. Call him extremist. He leaks to trainers with his brainstorming. That's quite enormous, to say the least. I got is a beast. His rap is the sound of a lion roaring. Since he's top by none, I'm on hip hop struck line, screaming from the top of my lungs. I got. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.